0: First first, Nick, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm all right. Thank you.
0: It's very good to hear. So before we jump into the new album, Nine, I'd like to go back to a time in Perth, um, kind of when you were coming up as a musician, because it seems to me, and this is just from the outside, but that, that it was a very fruitful musical scene. Um, what do you remember of those early days and those early bands that you were in and kind of the, the musicians around you
1: um I remember there they, they were very um it was it was really eclectic mm-hmm. like um uh, it wasn't sort of bound by by like genre um, but just by everyone's sort of collective weirdness, I suppose. Mm. Um, Like we all became really close friends because it's such a, it's such a small scene in Perth. Um, And, you know, all of these gigs get put on with like um, us and Mink Muscle Creek and, um, and like, you know, Stone of Doom kind of bands like Cease and Okie Okie who were sort of um, like 8-bit Casio sounding Nintendo pop. And uh, Chris Kobielus was like sort of laptop laptop experimental um, performance art. Um so yeah, I remember it just like really kind of expanded my world. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz we were, we were really young and um I don't think really realized how how odd our music was was for other people. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, it was just um it was really important like meeting all these kind of older older crew with, um, like, a very wide artistic scope. And, mm. um, yeah, and then, like, that was also a time when we were, me and, like, me and Joe and Kevin and Jay were all living together. And I just remember, I remember we had, like, um... We just had a lot of time. Like I, um, I was going to uni, and people had jobs and stuff. But like, apart from doing those things, we'd just hang out and listen to music and play music, um, like all all, all day. Mm. For some reason, it was a time before like life, life <laughs> admin seemed to exist.
0: Right. It's, it sounds very idyllic the, uh, the way you describe it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had a mulberry tree out the back that we called Mulberrya, <laughs> and um, it was idyllic, and um, it's just so weird thinking about like how now, like, as you get older, you so much of your free time gets taken up with like just organizing your life, <laughs> and it's like I. It's like that didn't exist, or maybe it did, and I just like erased it from my memory
0: oh i, I have that too it, it feels like i'm I'm filling out forms uh, half of the time these <laughs> and just just doing admin as you say um, yeah, yeah. but that that surrounding did that instill into into you and this is kind of uh, i think something that you had in the band always but uh, the collective approach the, the the fact that you that it was not just uh, a fixed kind of approach to music, but there's always kind of a, a revolving wheel of musicians and, and um, just a very collective approach and, and perhaps experimental approach to music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we all, um, it was like a little school um, that we'd attend every day. And um And like feed off each other's ideas and ambitions, and uh, you know, um, what we're listening to, what we're reading, what we were, how we were recording or new instruments. Um, And everyone sort of brought in a, you know, a different, a different, a different thing that you could sort of take in like um i remember joe started um he started doing really weird stuff after he after he read um um electric kool-aid acid test mm. he started doing stuff like <laughs> i remember once he put a um he he climbed up the gum tree out the back in Mulberry and put like a microphone up the tree and ran a lead down through our backyard into a speaker that was facing where we'd all hang out through like a delay pedal. So that every time like a, the wind or trees or the, a bird or something would make any noise, it was just being so sort of constantly fed through an echo thing. Right. And, um, and Kevin obviously was like way, way down the line Mm-hmm. on home recording techniques and so we all started recording as well well like, man <laughs> this guy can do it um and like uh jay what, jay yeah,
0: what was, was your th- th- sorry uh, what what was your thing what, what 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 was the thing that you were really into at that time
1: um i guess i was i was really into i was really into um like medieval <laughs> medieval literature okay. and, uh, okay. at the time and um and i think more into like obscure music like um i remember at the time i was i was just sort of realizing that um about like cos- cosmish music, like I guess crap rock is what they call mm. it, or whatever. Although that's not a very nice way to say <laughs> it. Um, uh, I think I was more of an avid like music digger, mm. obscure music digger, mm. and um, and yeah, I suppose the uh, the <laughs> the like, um, books and art and uh, and stuff like that was pretty, pretty big part of a, of like Mink Muscle Creek, especially. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, something like that, maybe,
0: <laughs> right? And but because, of, well, the reason why I asked about kind of this time is that I. I Saw so a quote. If we move towards uh, the new album nine, then I saw a quote that you that you said that you've been craving for collaboration and for for a, a sense of immediacy. Um, so, so, is this kind of the result of of kind of the whole COVID thing, or is this kind of uh, thinking back of those times and 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 wanting something like that again?
1: Um, maybe a little bit of that, yeah. Um... I'm not sure the root of, the root of Mm. that craving, to be honest. Um, it's just so, it's just so fun. Mm. Um, and like when you're in a creative industry, it can, it can get pretty, it can get pretty confusing, like, because it's that you start having the same demands as like any other industry or job, and um, and that line between that that, that sort of you know you you can you there's a danger of losing losing that um the joy sometimes mm-hmm. when you're sort of doing a more like um in industrialized like sure. production of um of product you know sure but, um, <laughs> but when you're doing something in a in a group with with people you with people you really like there's like no there's none of that whatsoever it's just it's just like pure it i mean you know sometimes it can be a pain in the ass if you're doing it <laughs> in a in a in the wrong way but if you're just like if you're just rehearsing things and like enjoying it and and improvising it's just fun Mm. and um and it becomes it's faster and it's it's good straight away it's 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 immediately good and it gets better Mm. you know which is really different from like sitting at home and hashing things out on a midi map
0: it becomes too yeah. contrived in a way then if, if
1: yeah it can just feel labored right
0: so yeah. so well with that in mind then what did you try to capture or what, what maybe not even tried but what did you capture uh in in kind of this album then this collection of songs that that became nine well what, what especially now with a bit of separation, I would suppose, how do you look back at the, these, uh, this collection of songs in terms of what it represents or what it captured?
1: Um, well, there was a little bit of a, you know, there's there a little bit of some of the songs capture us fucking around, like in a room, mm. you know, playing the first thing that comes to our, comes to our head like mm. Czech Locomotive and um, and uh, the America's Cup. Um, uh, you know stuff like that is just uh, taken from us mucking around okay. in a in a studio. Um, and I mean there's so much more that we that we culled that from that was like hours of shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I read somewhere you had about three albums, uh, pretty much uh, three albums worth uh, of material done. Um, So, so what made this period then so fruitful?
1: Uh, It was just that I think it was just deciding to to get together, and Mm -hmm. for for some reason we we hadn't wanted to or needed to in the past. Maybe it was like over ambition or um, like perfection like needing to write the songs and craft them in to make to make something up to a certain standard and this time we were just like look we've made made a couple of albums of you know pretty well structured like well made kind of stuff and now let's just you know, let's get back to having having a shitload of fun and trying whatever comes out. And, um, and I think it was just that we were just ready. we were just ready to have to have fun. And once you start having fun and releasing the pressure, you just um, it's fruitful. Stuff comes mm-hmm. out. And then, apart from all that all that improvisation, there was songs that we had written and um, and um, yeah, yeah. And 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 also COVID did allow for a lot of um for me especially, I mean for all of us I think, but for me I started I wrote I wrote a lot of words. Mm. Um and you know, mucked around in my room with drum machines and tape tape loop sort of stuff and a lot of it's not anywhere. it isn't on the album but yeah i think that did have have a part to play that we actually had time to to fuck about and we also got um dream dust dream dust studios the pond mm. studios which which made gave us a little bit of a spark um,
0: with what you mentioned now, uh, where does uh, a song like Pink uh, Lunettes fit in? Because I read somewhere that that was kind of a, somewhat of a turning point uh, as well, uh, as far as writing goes. Um, was, that, was that one of the ones that came earlier and kind of gave you the confidence to, to experiment or, or where does that particular song fit in?
1: Um, I can't remember where it came in. It was sort of... Maybe it did come kind of early, but it was from uh, like a uh, a little loop that Jay made. Like a, uh, I think it was from like a like a um, a kind of cheesy keyboard that has mm-hmm. like a um, uh, like where you can hold a key and it sort of plays the bass and along with a little drum machine thing. Right. And, um, and we thought that kind of fit, fit our like ambitions to make something a bit more, a um, bit more fast and aggressive and electronic. Mm. Um, but just, you know, that's what I mean. We had, we had time to just take that, that really basic loop and then, like, build and layer for ages mm. and get it you, right.
0: You also said uh, you kind of uh, went to, to a writing mode by yourself a little bit. Uh, you, you're, earlier you mentioned going into medieval literature uh, for inspiration. So, so were there any uh, specific things that you, that you delved into this time that ended up online?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean not medieval literature though. That, that was many years ago. I've forgotten it all even though I studied it for 3 years. Um now nah, this time I I sort of I sort of let myself get carried away with um small small obsessions um Instead of trying to trying to zoom, you know, trying to zoom out and look at a sort of bigger picture, I zoomed in to to small life details because I guess like um, probably probably a lot of it was because like everyone else, my 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 world shrunk mm-hmm. a lot. Um. Um so I was letting myself write about just whatever was meaning is meaningful and different and, and, um, yeah. And, and personally, yeah, personally meaningful for me, like, um, you know, fig season or, um, or Agnes Martin, Mm. um, so yeah, it was stuff like that—just these, these little incidental moments in life, or um, or people that people that in, that, that I found inspiring. Mm. You know, I was thinking I should, you know, like in the last albums when, you know. I started to see a theme forming. I kind of like lent into that theme. I was like, all right, we can sort of go on a, you know, a pseudo like a 2112 kind of like, <laughs> you know, um, a theme, an album wide theme. And I think if I'd bothered to do that with this album, it would have been a like biography, like a, mm. a, a sort of okay. encyclopedia, a musical encyclopedia of people that I thought were interesting. Well, but I didn't
0: do that. <laughs> well, you mentioned Agnes. Now, no, her particular. Then, uh, what, what, what piqued your interest with her?
1: Um, her art, <laughs> firstly, and then, um, and then just her, her, mm-hmm. um, her practice and her story and, um, and like, um, I, know, I think she had a real, she also had a real, um, um, I don't know, a real difficulty with, with creation as, as an industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, but to the point, you know, she took it, To the point of actually being like a dedicated Zen uh, practiser and moving out a long way away into the desert or whatever, wherever it was. And, um, and like really being dedicated to not, to not, um, to not fabricating or forcing her art. She'd just sit on a wheelchair with her eyes closed and wait for, wait until the image like crystallised in her mind and then paint it instead of whatever else. Um, And just like you, when I read her, I read some of her letters to her friends and her like, um, her art dealer and stuff. And they're just so cool. She's a fucking rock star. <laughs> just so like simple and, you know, like the first line of that song, um, Beethoven is really about something. I go to bed when it gets dark, like a chicken, let's go to lunch was like one of her letters. Okay. She just had been like, Started discovering Beethoven. She goes to bed when it gets dark, like a chicken. Let's have lunch. <laughs> I just thought it, I thought it was beautiful.
0: With what you now mentioned, um, and we kind of uh, touched upon it earlier in this interview, but but kind of coming full circle, then uh, what is your relationship with with the industry? And and as you mentioned now, this, this time around, there was much more. The notion of hey, we just want to have fun so is, is there any ambition involved in this album or is it uh, how do you do you balance those two things is real music dying what even is real music and who are we to judge that well my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade
1: It's hard. Um, it's really hard to balance. Um, you know, you, you we're you know, it's so easy to become, and I am, and I think we all are, like addicts. Mm. You know, we're addicted to to m- modern life. Sure. Um, and and. Um, approval and um congratulations and likes you know getting getting ticks getting pats on the back um and producing production just like endless production and consumption and um and that's why i can't go and do what i you know almost daily want to do is go and do an Agnes Martin and mm. um, and um, get away, but it is really hard. It's hard to consolidate the two things of, like, um, like, I guess the way, whether it works as well as it could or not, but the way we do with this album was just to have, like, really just have a lot of fun when you're doing it and then try not to burn out in the, the part that comes after, which is packaging and selling.
0: But it, I suppose you you mentioned something interesting, uh, trying not to burn out. And I would imagine that if, and I'm not a musician, so this is just, <laughs> just speculation, but um, if you were making album upon album and you're kind of not really enjoying that whole process, that, that could burn you out, I would say. So is it important to have moments like these where you realize why you're doing it that that you still this is meant to meant to be uh, something that gives you pleasure gives you joy instead of uh, being that business uh, thing that puts food on the table
1: mm. yeah definitely man definitely I think if you know I mean it depends what sort of it depends what you're doing but um in what we're doing, which is selling something that's meant to be, that's meant to be, um, honest and like heartfelt, um, whether it's fucking big riffs or, you know, trippy shit or, um, or whatever else it's, it's meant to be like, like, um, it's meant to be honest. Mm. Um, And if, if we were to stop having fun, it would just be, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be giving people what, what, what they come to us for, I guess, you know. Right, right. But if, if you're like a, you know, maybe if you're making like something else, like music for ads or fuck knows, um, maybe you can just sit down and do it in a sort of, utilitarian way
0: right right well it makes sense well finally then um with because uh, i should i should talk about it i, I suppose the performance uh, aspect is is part of, of that joy as well so and I, I believe australia australia has done quite well with the whole covid thing and you, you have been able to tour a little bit here and there um but was it difficult uh, having that side kind of missing for a while touring yeah and the kind of the performance Um, aspect of it
1: yeah yeah um sort of it was also really amazing it was like we've been you know i've been touring consistently since i was like 20 21 or 22 or something Mm -hmm. um so this is the it was the first time That I got to that I actually watched. um, I watched summer turn into winter, turn into summer and back into winter um, from the same room, you know. So I got really a lot more in touch with the land which is so important and so grounding. I started gardening professionally, which helped as well. Like, you know, actually feeling, feel, you know, seeing the sun coming up a little bit later every day or a little bit earlier or whatever. And the wind, you know, it's more windy in summer. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, everyone else knew this, but I had been flying around too much and, you know, um, doing the whole rock band performance Um, and it was great yeah it was really it was really cool seeing like uh, seeing the nasturtiums start popping off and then covering everything and then all dying and leaving their little seeds and then coming up again
0: see the whole cycle of life
1: uh... yeah it was very cool It it was very inspiring i'd like to i'd like to do more of
0: that well let's hope then that when when kind of the world opens up again and then you're touring that you still get a chance to do those kind of things and then set aside time to to do those kind of things
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: (laughs) all right nick thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me it's been a pleasure um yeah thank you
1: no thank you
0: (laughs) okay so that's where i cut so 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 where you uh you mentioned you're living in the uk now so is the is the nature there a bit more difficult or (laughs) because
1: yeah 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 totally i mean we don't have even have a home yet so i've gone Ah, from being like very grounded to being completely sort of cut adrift you
0: know (laughs) right and then in a different country as well where it's probably gray skies a lot of the times
1: well it is now. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I'm excited to to get into it and like explore mm. the new plants and okay. um, and set, you know, set up a a smaller but hopefully even more productive garden. Right. You know, been plan I've been, plant- I've been <laughs> furious I've been fantasizing about it furiously about making this this apartment jungle, you know.
0: <laughs> to become so, uh, self-sustainable in in a sense uh eat, eating from it and stuff
1: yeah yeah well i just i just started getting deep deep into that in mm. in perth and was starting to get a good yield of cucumbers <laughs> and all this stuff but um then i moved over here so i gotta start again but
0: yeah cool. I, don't, I, I don't know about uh, i don't know where you are in england but if it's london i hope you can find a garden somewhere because that <laughs> might be tricky <laughs>
1: yeah well we we're moving into a place with without a garden but it has a rooftop oh okay so, so you could put
0: stuff up there yeah
1: fuck yeah sun 20 <laughs> you know sun sun whenever there's sun
0: <laughs> right. that sounds good um nick uh, once again thank you so much and uh, yeah i hope you have a great day sweet you too bro all right have a good one